Hello friends, welcome to the SOS Podcast. I'm your host Carl. Thanks for joining me again this week. If you're new to the channel, thanks for tuning in. I hope you enjoy this week's episode. I wanted to talk about something I wrote about last night in John chapter 18, when Jesus is speaking with Pilate. I'm going to start reading in verse 36. Jesus tells him, My kingdom is not of this world. If my kingdom were of this world, my servants would have been fighting, that I might not be delivered over to the Jews, but my kingdom is not from this world. Then Pilate said to him, So you are a king? Jesus answered, You say that I am a king. For this purpose I was born, and for this purpose I have come into the world, to bear witness to the truth. Everyone who is of the truth listens to my voice. Then Pilate said to him, What is truth? What a question. What is truth? The interesting thing is that I don't think Pilate was the first person ever to ask that question. He clearly was not the last person to ask that question. How many people do we see living around us in the world today who don't seem to grasp the idea of what is truth? Now there's truth covers a whole gamut of things. There's the truth that the sky is blue or appears to be blue. Clouds are white, grass is green, that's truth. There's the truth that I'm alive, I'm speaking, I'm recording this podcast. Then there's the truth. So there are truths and there's the truth. And Jesus came to share the truth. But at the end of the day, there's a clear distinction between what is true, what is false, what is real, what is fake. Certain things are authentic, other things are counterfeit. For example, artwork. There are original, authentic works of art that are very old, very valuable. There are also counterfeits. They might look the same. That's a Van Gogh, right? No, it's not. Somebody made that in their little workshop three days ago. It's a great imitation, but it's not the original. It's a real painting, but it's a fake Van Gogh. So the truth is that it is a work of art, but not that work of art, not the work of art. When Jesus is talking to Pilate, the word truth means a couple different things. Clearly, Jesus is speaking of, I came to share the truth, the truth of God's kingdom. And then Jesus himself, when he talks about himself, he says, I am the truth. And Pilate's answer to him, which is a question, you know, what is truth? It might be seen as kind of a flippant question, almost like, yeah, whatever, what's truth? It can be seen as a sincere question, what is truth? But either way, the crux of that question by him was that there clearly is some ambiguity, or there was in that world, regarding what is truth. There's the great question of, you know, why are we here? Who are we? What's the purpose? Did this all just happen accidentally? Does life even matter? There are a lot of truths people are constantly searching for and making up their own answers to, but they're looking for answers. Pilate's question, what is truth? It's so old. What does Ecclesiastes say? There's nothing new under the sun. That's not a new question these days. People are still struggling with the truth of Christ, the truth of God. People are still saying that truth, eh, it's a lie, it's a myth. It's just a story, it's a crutch people rely on to get through life, but it's not the truth. Everyone's truth is relative. 
I'll give you a classic example of today's society. Try to speak the truth about the sex or gender of an individual who believes that he or she is of the other gender and wow, that's gonna be a truth argument right there. That seems to be a hot button issue right now. Now, of course, when we look at the enemy's tactics and we look at the purpose of sin, what does it want? That's a clear distortion of the identity God gives us and how he creates us. We can see a clear purpose behind that delusion, behind that deceit. But people will fight tooth and nail and argue till they're out of breath about their truth on the issue, which is probably the most interesting thing. I said their truth. There's been a movement for some time about telling people, I have my truth, you have your truth. That's fine. We can agree to disagree. Well, you know what? We can agree to disagree on matters of opinion. We can agree to disagree on whether that movie we both saw was good. We can agree to disagree on whether the weather forecast for this weekend will be right. Is it going to rain? Is it going to be clear? I don't know. We cannot agree to disagree on facts. You don't debate facts. The truth is the truth. Jesus was telling Pilate, I am who I am. I am who you say I am, because that is the truth. And Pilate's response was to say, well, what is truth? Was he questioning the authority of Jesus to declare anything as truth? I think that's a big part of this whole relative truth movement that's been happening for a couple of decades now. It's like, who are you to tell me what's right, what's wrong, what's true, what's not true? Because this is right for me, it's true for me. It doesn't have to be for you, but it is for me. It all comes down to authority. In order to say that there's an absolute truth, to say that things are a certain way and that's it, we have to be able to assign an authority to determine that. If there's no authority to appeal to, then yeah, my truth can be different than your truth, but it's all true, who cares? At the end of the day, if truth is relative, it is meaningless, it's pointless. There is no reason to even talk about what truth is. Whether something is true or false doesn't matter if it's really a matter of opinion depending on who's looking at the issue. But if we hold that there is absolute truth, certain things are right, certain things are wrong, certain things are this way, certain things are that way, the only way to do that is to determine, okay, well there's some kind of authority. Someone, something has determined that this is true and this is false. To get there, what do you have to say? Well, you have to say that there is a God, there's some kind of being who made it so. All this deception, it all, it all takes us in the same direction, away from God. And maybe that's why this relative truth is so appealing to so many people, because they don't have to answer to anyone or anything, or at least they don't think they do. If they get to make up the rules of life for themselves, if they get to determine how the world is and how the world works and the way things are, they really become their own little gods. Here's the thing about the one true God, the one who determines what truth is. Some of the truths are not comfortable for us and we have to be able to say, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what I think, it doesn't matter what I want, doesn't matter what sounds good or feels nice for me. The truth is the truth. And we hold 
that he is the authority to determine that. And we have faith and we believe in that. That's why relative truth is so appealing to people. There's too much connected to God that they don't want to be a part of. I mean, when you come to Christ, you come to Christ first because you realize there's all kinds of stuff wrong with me and I'm hopeless. I literally, I have no hope without him. I cannot save myself. I am evil and I am doomed for damnation. So you got to be able to confess that first, not as what you think your status is, but as the truth. This is the truth of every fallen human being without Christ. So, you know, we have to be sure that when we're standing on truth, it is the truth. The truth. When we say, this is the truth of the Word of God, we need to know that. I did an episode a couple weeks ago about church traditions that are simply church traditions and not anything biblically sound. We need to be careful about that. If we say that we're standing on truth, we've got to be able to actually do that. We have to know the truth of God, not what's comfortable, what feels nice, what makes us a little happier. No, it's the absolute truth, what his word says, what he has determined. The only way that we can effectively fight against the deceptions that are in this world today is with his absolute truth. Father, thank you, God, that we don't need to guess. We don't need to try to figure out for ourselves what's real and what's not, what's true and what's false. But God, you give us your word to show us that. And you give us the Holy Spirit to give us additional revelation and discernment into that. Lord, we just ask, God, that you would keep our heads straight. Keep us focused on what is actual truth. Protect us, God, from the deceptions of the enemy and of the world, Lord. And give us the words that we need when we need to defend your truth before others. Father, we love you, and we can't wait to see you face to face. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Good day, and God bless. We hope you have enjoyed this week's episode of the Sold Out Soul podcast. If you would like to sow financially into the work that we're doing here, please visit soulsrestoredministries.org and click the donate button.